0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: This is internet marketing. Hope you had a great week. It's episode 76 of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And in today's show, we are talking to Michaela Wilkins, who is an expert on using Twitter for your business. All coming up in Internet Marketing. I am speaking to Michaela Wilkins, who is a social VA and Twitter consultant. Hello, Michaela. Hello, Andy. Um, thank you very much for coming on and welcome to the show. Um, now, I have heard you speak about Twitter. Uh, you are a little bit of a, of a, a Twitter for business expert, aren't you?
2: I am indeed, yes.
1: Tell us a little bit about what you do, first of all, generally. Um,
2: I'm, I'm a, a, a VA, which is a virtual assistant, whereby I support business owners who don't need a full-time secretary sitting in their office, but will need the services of one um, on an ad hoc or ongoing basis. So I have my own remote working office whereby I can support a number of people at any one time.
1: Brilliant. Now tell us how you first got into Twitter, because I'm interested, I'm just wondering if it's anything similar to my story with Twitter.
2: Um, I tried to avoid it like the plague last year, to be honest with you, Andy. Mm. When I first heard about it, from about January 2009, and it was only when somebody sent me an invitation to follow them on Twitter that I thought, okay, I'll have a look. And um, I've just found out from um, some Twitter archive file that on Monday I've been part of Twitter for 365 days, so I've been um, a fully-fledged Twitter user (laughs) for, for a year now.
1: Have you had a party?
2: Not yet, no.
1: So, so, now this is interesting. Why were you so reluctant to join? Because it, you sound like so many people I speak to.
2: I think in, in the early days, um, it was getting so much hype and it's what everyone else was doing. Um, but when I actually joined Twitter myself and put some tweets out there and started to follow some people and then read some interesting excerpts from people like at Mashable um, and Twitter Tips... I began to realize that this could be an extremely useful part of exchanging information to people and from people outside of normal offline activities that you would normally see at networking. I found over the course of the year that my email usage has dropped considerably whereby I'm spending more time in conversing with people, clients and potential clients through the use of Twitter.
1: I'm tempted just to go on and ask you, because having heard you speak, I know that you're, you're jam-packed with information. We'll come on to that in a minute. I'm just interested, because you mentioned that you've been using email less. What, what is the difference between um, email? What's the main difference, would you say, between the email model and the Twitter model?
2: I would say, for me, um, probably a good 30% decrease in email activity, mm. purely because if I'm out networking... And I speak to people, and then I would follow up by sending a direct message on Twitter if they have a Twitter presence, or through LinkedIn. So um, it, coming back to my office and saying "nice to meet you at X, Y, and Z" has has decreased drastically to more favourable methods for myself in terms of Twitter and LinkedIn.
1: Okay, Michaela, give, give us some give us your top Twitter tips for business. Okay.
2: Dokey. Right. For for many businesses who are new to Twitter or have been using it and considering, considering giving it another go, um, my, my biggest top tip would be to research and educate yourself. Because over the last couple of years, Twitter has expanded enormously to what it was, say, back in 2007, 2008, to the point that there's so much information out there that any particular new Twitter user could easily get lost and feel put off by the massive information out there to get them going. So mm. um, for somebody that was just thinking of setting up their Twitter account, I would, I would suggest looking at websites such as justtweetit.com, where they've got literally hundreds and hundreds of um, Twitter apps, um, Twitter suggestions um, and different Twitter activities that you can do that will help you kind of get up and running. But once you've, um, you've got your account going, it's, it's good to obviously start following some people. Now, the way that I would teach people to, to follow people is, for me, when I started, was to look at who are the biggest people in Brighton. So for Brighton in the UK, it was Brighton and Hove City Council or the Dome that seemed to have the biggest mass followership. So yeah. I kind of looked at people that I knew or recognised and put them into my follow box. But I would seriously suggest that you start following at Tweetsmarter. They've just changed from at Twitter tips. And also at social media today, and at Mashable. Now they have a great resource, and they have a 24-hour, seven days a week Twitter presence. So you can easily tap into some extremely useful information that you could put into your favourites and kind of look at another time, so that you can absorb the information at, at your own leisure. As we okay, all know, okay. Twitter.
1: Is- so, so those those are some Twitter users you, you suggest to fo- to follow. Was that, was that tweet master or tweet faster?
2: Um, for me, in my early stages, Andy, not being very new, uh, not being kind of very open to Twitter, yeah. I just sat in Twitter search and just tapped in the kind of things that were of interest to me. Yeah. So once I'd had a couple of hundred people that I was following mm. and then putting a few tweets out there, I'd found that there was some reciprocal followership. So yeah, the more yeah. interesting stuff that you put out there, Um, the more followers you're going to naturally um, attract yourself. What happens, I'm finding, is that big companies tend to have keywords uh, suggested in their, their back office or on their Twitter searches, so... For instance, the other day I was tweeting when it was hot and sunny that um, I could really do with a fab ice lolly. Yeah. Within seconds, <laughs> there was a Twitter company called Fab Ice Lolly who was following <laughs> me. So, you know, just it, it's just amazing the random words that you can put out there, the kind of response and followers that you're uh, going to attract back.
1: The mind boggles. You can put some rude words in and see who starts Absolutely, following you. Now, listen, yes. uh, only this morning I was uh, at a, ne- a networking um, event And I met a chap who said, you know, sort of, we got chatting and he didn't know much about uh, Twitter. And I did my usual spiel and I started trying to explain to him how Twitter works. And I I found myself saying the thing I normally end up saying to people, sort of, you know, trying to feel very important as if I knew lots and lots about Twitter. And I found myself saying to the guy, well, to start off, um, sort of search on stuff that you're interested in and see who's tweeting about it and follow them. Do you think that's good advice or bad advice?
2: Um, it's
1: You're allowed to say it's advice. bad. It's okay. It's yeah. good advice. Okay, that's good.
2: Partic- particularly for new people. Let's say, for instance, Chauffeur um, Monkey um, yeah. has got a Twitter presence and he approached me seeking some advice about what he should be tweeting. And I said, things like, I'm off to visit X, Y, and Z, or I'm walking in the rain aren't going to attract people that you want. I said, you've got a very, very unique business on Twitter and that he should be looking at researching material that is pertinent to his business so Mm -hmm. i gave him some advice like look at what the AA are doing look at drink driving facts look at some fun stuff that you can incorporate around your whole um unique business that you have and then just tweet that and his followership has increased immensely purely because of um the kind of stuff that he's putting back out there to his followers it's not just him saying i'm chauffeur monkey please use me mm-hmm. it's adding some really interesting stuff that um is, is, is going to be sought after by a number of different people
1: yeah of course chauffeur monkey because I, I know him he's the guy yeah. who basically comes and rescu- rescues you when you've had too much to drink and chauffeurs you home in your own car doesn't he yep, yep. yeah cool okay good example okay let's let's move on because that's two tips What what's the third tip
2: um, the second tip would be be clear about what you want to achieve when you, when you include Twitter as part of your marketing mix. Is it to create awareness of what your business is about? Is it to educate your customers? What do they need to know about your industry and how you fit into it? And share knowledge of the service or your trade. For instance, my husband is um, an electrician. So, mm. you know, you can only go so far by saying I'm a brilliant electrician. So what we do is we look at the electrical industry in terms of safety, and that for us includes fire safety, smoke alarms, CO2. Mm. So we can draw from a variety of different industries some relevant information that will be useful for his followers. And also use Twitter for um, advertising for staff or requesting recommendations. A lot of people tend to put questions out there on Twitter yeah. and seek advice.
1: Crowdsourcing, um, yeah.
2: Yes, yep. And also reward loyalty. Who's used your service through Twitter and how can you further reward them? And what kind of discounts or promotions can you offer to get Twitter uh, Twitter users to to come back to you? And also ask your uh, Twitter followers to to retweet it because you never know who's in their followership that your service or product may be of great use to their followers as well.
1: Now you mentioned that your husband uh, is an electrician. Mm -hmm. and you mentioned about sort of researching things to do with that, like sort of safety and stuff. Does he he have a blog? Is he like pointing to entries on his blog in his Twitter, in his tweets?
2: Um, Not yet, but we're we're going through an education process whereby we kind of look at RSS feeds um, into a blog so that he can kind of look at people within his industry Mm. to, to share material onto his blog and vice versa so that, you know, the whole a whole spectrum of other users can be seen through his blog and his tweets at the same time as him being seen through theirs. So it's mm. something that's definitely on the to-do list. Brilliant. And it's, and, and it's what Twitter's all about. It's, it's a microblogging facility. So the whole purpose of Twitter is to to take excerpts from a blog, sh- uh, create a shortened URL link on, on Twitter so that people can be directed back to it.
1: Brilliant. Right, what's the next tip then?
2: The next tip would be to get yourself a decent um, Twitter dashboard facility now i 'm an avid user of HootSuite, which is absolutely fabulous and allows me to do a number of things i e to shrink links automatically and to schedule tweets in advance now what i 'm finding at the moment is that when when there are really useful tweets that are hitting in my in my twitter stream it 's normally retweeted by about three or four different people, so I kind of look at it and go okay, that's not appropriate for me to, to retweet. So it allows me to perhaps schedule it for to be resent a few days later when it's not so fresh in people's minds, but it's been a useful piece of information that could do with a resurgence again three or four or maybe five days later.
1: Interesting. Uh, remind me to uh, talk to you about rescheduling in a minute. But I'm interested in Hootsuite because um, I actually wanted to talk about Twitter clients, i.e. the programmes we use to access Twitter. Yeah, in addition to the normal Twitter website, Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, I've heard a lot about Hootsuite. I mean, I I have been using uh, TweetDeck for quite a long time, and I have to say, I'm kind of going off it a bit. Um, I find it's a bit, uh, it can be a bit slow at times, and sometimes it can't sort of link into Twitter. But I had a look at Hootsuite today, which of course is browser based, isn't it?
2: It is indeed. It reminds
1: me a little bit. I mean, I've only sort of had about an hour's worth of experience with with Hootsuite. But it does remind me a little bit of uh, TweetDeck, but through the browser, and a lot and a lot sort of snappier to me. It just seems snappier than, than, than TweetDeck, so I might switch over to that. But tell us a little bit about Hootsuite. Why, I mean, you mentioned about uh, scheduling, which we'll talk about in a minute. And you mentioned, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's a bit like TweetDeck, in that you can have different streams, and like you can have like a search, can't you, a permanent search up?
2: Yes, you can, yes. Yes. Um... The great thing for Hootsuite for me, Andy, is that, is that I'm, I'm a ghost tweeter for a number of clients. Ah. So at any one time, I can look at my number of clients that are sitting in front of me. And, and, the, and the beauty of Hootsuite is that if i if I wanting to put a message out there, then it gives me the options of which account that it needs to come from. Um, yeah. Or if there's a generic message that would be better coming from a number of accounts, Then I can do that at the same time, but it also gives me access to my mentions, so I can see where my name has been mentioned, um, and particularly favourites as well. I, I don't have time to sit and read a number, a big stream of stuff. For myself and a number of clients, so what I generally tend to do is flick through, and then there's a lovely little facility that is called favourites. So I'm, mm. I'll, I'll favouritize them so I can sit and do my research a little bit later on. But if yeah. I see something that is of extreme importance, there's a facility on there called email. So I could, if if I see something that's of interest for Show for monkey, or if I see something of interest for at Port state Sparky, mm. then I can immediately email them and say, saw this and thought of you. What do you think? So it gives them the opportunity at a later date to hit on a, a blog link or hit on a web link and, and look at that particular topic and, and use it for their will. I sometimes get a message back saying, "Yeah, that's a great research topic or I like the look of that. Can you retweet it for me?
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, um, I know you've got loads more tips. So let's, let's go through those first and then we'll talk about scheduling and success. We'll get my get my teeth in success stories as well. What, what's Absolutely. the next tip?
2: Well, Another tip that I I really want to kind of talk about is that there are a lot of companies, particularly medium-sized and larger companies, that are are really hell-bent on not going down the road of using Twitter because they seem to think that it's a waste of time, a bit like somebody having their mobile phone on their desk all day and and it's just some kind of, you know, friend's fad thing. At a speed networking event that I attended uh, during this week, Mm. there were two hotels that both had management, whereby all know don't want to use Twitter, it's a bit time consuming, you'll be on it all day, you'll be talking to your friends. Now, there's a great um, YouTube social media um, video that I really want to recommend, and it's been um, produced by Socialnomics, and it's called Social Media Revolution, a refresh. And it's a superb update on how other media activities have taken years to become successful. And that the current social media platforms that we know of, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, have infiltrated our lives in such a short space of time that this will be the way products and services will reach out to people. Mm. And the success story of that is I've shared it with a hotel. in.
0: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured or tall.
2: Brighton, um, within 24 hours of meeting her, and uh, she um, tweeted me today and said, thanks for the update, we've now got a Twitter account, so I think she used that piece of information to kind of leverage with her boss and say, look, this is how it's going to be moving forward, and these are the ideas that I have about how I want to use Twitter for for our particular hotel, and hey presto, she set up a Twitter account. There's also another guy called Jay Chernoff, and I'll spell that for you. Hang on it's a sec. J-
1: let me get my notes e- ready. Jay.
2: Yep. J C H yeah. J- E R N O V, and yeah. he's produced an exceptionally brilliant ebook PDF called Social Media Player Playbook: Everything Your Company Needs to Succeed on the Social Web. And I highly recommend that you you follow this chap and download his copy. It's 42 pages of intense information but it's so succinct that anyone who wanted to set up a twitter account um, a youtube account a linkedin account facebook fan page account can do so within days
1: could you send us because the first thing you mentioned social media revolution and update that's a youtube video isn't it isn't it if you could send us a link to that we'll put that in the show notes and also a link to uh, jay churnoff's ebook that would be excellent I'll i'll attempt to put those in the show notes excellent okay brilliant what else have we got um, Sorry, I'm a slave driver, aren't I? Yeah, um, I, I
2: guess <laughs> this not, is good another, stuff. Another, another area that people get confused about is is you know what what to tweet about, and the golden number one rule of Twitter is never sell or spam, and and it's quite interesting to see that um, self promotion and spamming ranks very lowly in the whole um, Twitter. Twitter graphics, 38% of the Twitter population do what it's, but they are supposed to do, and that's kind of engaging conversation and, uh, uh, with their followers to create awareness, and natural form of awareness so that people will, will look at their blogs, will look at their posts, will look at their websites. So it's good to see that the Twitter population is following the unwritten rule of not spamming or selling. But your, your post should be a mix of information sharing and a percentage of information about you. Um, for example, attending a trade show that is useful to your trade or industry is much better than saying, I'm just about to have a BLT sandwich for my lunch. Um, it's not the kind of thing that you would text your customer or email on a, on a newsletter. So why would you want to post it on Twitter? Yeah. Um and ideally, think about starting to tweet two or three times a day and build up. As you start looking at your RSS feeds, as you start looking at interesting blogs and information, you'll start to find that your, your percentage of retweeting for other people increases. Um, so you need to be consistent about you know, kind of having a Twitter presence. And this is Mm. where the the scheduling comes in, which we'll talk about a bit later on. But also what I found interesting is create a circle of tweet trust. I have a number of people that um, will automatically and quite naturally retweet some interesting stuff for me. I have about three or four people that will do that on a regular basis throughout the week. And in turn, as part of my circle of trust, I will retweet their information as well. So if you think, if I've got 800 followers, And another um, member of my circle of trust has got a thousand followers that don't, you know, infringe on my followership. You kind of think about, you know, Chinese whispers, the fact that my my post or my information has got another thousand people that it can go to. And if you've got four or five people in that circle of trust, then it could be quite potentially viral and explosive about where your information ends
1: up. Carla, what do you think about uh, people that advocate these kind of semi-artificial ways of getting more followers? Do you think do you think this should be a natural um, sort of organic um, process, or do you think it's okay to use sort of um, artificial quote unquote ways?
2: I don't agree with artificial um, ways of attracting followerships, and I have to say that there are a couple of people that have been on my followership that have spammed that three or four times a day and. After a while, I just think you're adding no value to my to my Twitter stream, so therefore I will have to kind of unfollow them. Mm. So, yeah, mm. I think it should be organic because in the same way as building a relationship offline, mm. um, you wouldn't knock on their door every day, you wouldn't phone them every day. You have to let these things build naturally and organically. So and I, I personally believe that Twitter should be the same.
1: And what about sort of auto-follow back? Are you into that, or do you think you should only follow who is relevant to you?
2: Um, I... Followed the route of auto-follow and I've been quite picky about the kind of people that I want to follow and want to follow me back. So I have to say I started off using social social oomph and put an auto-follow message and I have to say I've, I've relinquished that and, and removed it totally. I prefer to build a relationship with someone um, on, on my own back and not only that but when you've got some of these kind of porn and sex sites that just kind of you know that, that are bots um, I don't want an auto message saying, hi, hello, thanks for following me and I'm following you, look forward to your tweets because at the end of the day, I'm not give- that's not the correct message that I want to give. So mm-hmm. if I see someone that's you know, plonked themselves in my Twitter stream and, and it's not really the kind of calibre or the message that I want to give to my fellowship, then, then I, I, I just won't naturally reciprocate the followership. So for mm-hmm. some, an auto follow is great and I think probably for big corporates it may well work whereby you need to have some kind of presence but I think for small businesses um, it's something that if you've got the time uh, at the end of the day or the end of the week that you can send a, you know, a nice direct message back saying thank you and you can use that creatively about giving some, some useful information about your business that kind of gives a, you know, a, a gentle tease or a gentle lure back to your
1: website. Yeah. Right, we need to start wrapping it up fairly soon. Can we just talk about scheduling? Because that's, yeah, I found that quite interesting. I have been playing with um, su.pr. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's a new um, URL shortener, and it's from uh, StumbleUpon, hence the SU. Yes. Yeah. And that lets you. That integrates with Twitter. It lets you push a tweet straight into Twitter, but it shortens any URLs you've put in with the, um, you know, the SU slash dot PR slash whatever, mm-hmm. and it lets you track them. And um, but it also lets you. It's the first time I've played with scheduling. It, I know that Hootsuite, Hoot, Hootsuite lets you schedule, doesn't it, for later? It does indeed. And uh, SU dot does as well. Although it's quite a sort of raw interface at the moment. They're still sort of developing. I think it's in beta still. But it was very good because I've just launched my own podcast, and I thought, okay, let's try and experiment. Let's. um, It was late last night, so I knew that America would still be awake. I know know in America it was like sort of sort of late morning, sort of lunchtime. Mm. So I pushed a couple of tweets out pointing to a couple of the uh, of of the podcast episodes that I've done, and I couldn't believe it. It was just it was getting uh, several, you know, ten or fifteen or twenty hits, uh, sort of like uh, clicks, just in the first literally a couple of seconds after having put it up but the thing that really interested me was like pushing it out later and i pushed one out that went out at seven forty-five this morning i was actually mm. up but it but it tweeted anyway um but, but i just think it's fascinating because this this whole idea that uh the success of tweets can depend on what time of day you push them out Absolutely. Uh, depending on what market you're going for so if you are going for the american market you know uh, you know, some people say, oh, it's sort of uh, Friday afternoon because it's sort of morning over in America and it's a Friday, yep. so people are a bit more inclined to be looking at Twitter. I mean, how, how have you been using scheduling? Sorry, that's a bit of a long question, wasn't it?
2: No, absolutely. Um, perfectly questioned as well. Um, as I've already stated, I'm an avid user of Hootsuite and I, I, and I love the, the scheduling that takes place in Hootsuite. Um, for example, if I want to put a post... There's, there's a lovely little drop-down calendar that allows me to pick a date and pick a time. So very much like you, Andy, I will think about my audience and I'm well aware that Thursdays and Fridays are kind of peak tweeting days mm. for both Europe and America. But what what also happens is that um, for me, if I want to put my own message out there about myself as a VA, I can schedule tweets for you know, weeks ahead of time. So if I want to put, let's say for instance, I've, I've scheduled a couple to go out next week, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Mm. So what will happen is when those messages have gone out next Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I've got a stream that shows me the messages that I've put out there. And then there's a facility on there that allows me to retweet them. So then I can reschedule. So instead of reinventing the wheel, I just reschedule my tweets.
1: Do you think it's okay though, Michaela? I mean, because the whole thing about social media—because I mean, I, I love the idea of scheduling, but the thing that worries me about it is it's not being authentic. We're not really there; it's kind of a bot that's doing it. You know, if I—I I mean, if I, I'd be worried that I did a sort of a, a scheduled tweet for I don't know, sort of four o'clock in the morning or something, and it went out, and then and then someone phoned me up and went, "Oh, he's in bed," you know, it wasn't it Wasn't really him?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree, Andy. And again, it's all part of the creativity and scheduling of what you want to achieve. Mm. For me, they're marketing messages. Um, I'm very much of the here and now, and a lot of my tweets are streams of consciousness or whatever's going through my thought process at the time, and that's something that you can't schedule. But in terms of a specific message, that you want to repeat over a small period of time, then I I feel that it's something that you can retweet a couple of times. And going back to what you've just said because of the different time zones, Mm. um, I've I've been reading a lot of um, kind of Twitter tip stuff at the moment, and there's been a lot of um, kind of conversation about what's what's right and what's wrong. And in the main, a lot of people are saying it's okay to kind of retweet two or three times. Mm. And then what I generally tend to do within my circle of trust, if I see that it's been retweeted two or three times in close succession of one another, that's when I'm able to kind of take some really juicy piece of information and perhaps retweet it for a week later. When the Führers died down, the has died down, um, Twitter streams have probably, you know, have got different information filtering in through their streams the following week, and it might be a nice refresh for, yeah. for someone to have something retweeted back again.
1: It's such a real-time thing, isn't it, Twitter? I mean, yes. you, when you use these link shorteners and you, you see the cluster of clicks that you get. I mean, it really does spike immediately after you've put it on, and then it trails off very quickly, doesn't it? So I quite like this idea of, like, tweeting it again, perhaps 24 hours later, presumably with a slightly different message. You don't want it to be exactly – I'm guessing you don't want it to be exactly the same. You don't
2: want it to be the same message, no. I
1: mean, I've I've seen people uh, tweeting about the same blog post, but they've actually got a slightly different wording. But Perhaps they might be sort of picking out a slightly different aspect of the blog post in the second tweet or second and third tweet, but that's fine with me. It doesn't bother me a scrap, and I think that's a very good way of operating myself. Definitely, yep. yeah. Um,
2: and, the beauty, and the beauty of Hootsuite, Andy, hmm. on rescheduling is because it uses its own um, shortening facility within Hootsuite. It's fully integratable with Google Analytics, so hmm. you can look in Hootsuite on your dashboard and look at... Um, the kind of clicks and response that you've had from those those links that you've um, posted into HootSuite. Oh, okay.
1: Does it use the Google shortener, or is it someone else's? Is it its own? Or
2: It's its own. Um, okay. Bitly and Owly. I, t- I think they tend to use Owly.
1: Okay. It goes well with HootSuite, doesn't it? Absolutely, yes. Right, we better wrap up fairly soon. Have you got any success stories you can tell us? Twitter success stories?
2: Um, for me, Andy, yes. I've found that over the last year of using um, Twitter... It's, it's allowed me to develop my own business in a way. For instance, um, it, it's enabled me to develop more as a social VA in terms of giving Twitter support to my clients and, and allowing me to use the self knowledge that I've got to integrate it in their businesses, particularly small businesses that are out working all day but would like some alternative method of having a presence online. Mm. Um, also, it's benefited me in terms of it's given me speaking opportunities at local networking events in the business community that I operate in. And because I do spend a lot of time on Twitter, it's enabled me to win business from my clients. It's been that powerful both for myself mm. and for for the clients that I, that I support um, on online social media activity. Um, and it's also enabled me to meet people or connect with people that I wouldn't have an opportunity to connect with in offline activity purely because of the logistics of where they are, um, not having an opportunity to network with them at a more local level, but being able to connect with a variety of different people until such point as, um, you know, I can connect with them on Twitter so much so that they're now part of my circle of trust. So for me, it's a huge win-win in striking out and reaching people that that, that are, you know, kind of personal to me for my business offline and offline. So, yes it works it's a powerful tool
1: okay this thank you so much for coming on and giving us this lowdown on on how you use twitter where can people find you online Michaela
2: my website is www.alakimassociates and that's a-l-a-c-i-m associates.co.uk my name is Michaela Wilkins and Alakim is in fact just my name backwards so um, an easy correlation
1: Yes, yes. And also,
2: I'm, on, I'm also on Twitter as Alakim Ass, A-L-A-C-I-M-A-S-S.
1: And I'll just point out to our listeners that Ass stands for Associates there.
2: Absolutely, not <laughs> my part.
1: <laughs> Michaela Wilkins, uh, Social VA and Twitter Consultant, thank you very, very much indeed.
2: Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. Two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273256150. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing.